are you due this winter? Not sure what to expect when it comes to what you need, what you should prepare for. Maybe you're wanting just the practical advice on what a baby actually needs and some things to be prepared for if it snows and your team can't get to you. Well, this episode is for you then. Now I'm going to be sharing the tips I have from being a two-time winter baby mom. And in fact, two birthdays are coming up really soon. Our January is absolutely packed. I have my three-year-old turning three in January, and then my birthday's in January, and my son was born last year on my birthday. So we have a month full of birthdays, and after having my last two in the winter, I figured this one is going to be super relevant for some people, although it does feel really funny to be recording this on a 54 degree day. (laughs) But hopefully this will come in helpful for some of you planning your first winter babies. Before we get into this quick episode, I do want to remind you that if you're struggling with clarity and confidence over a decision to home birth, maybe you have no idea where to start preparing or you're stuck on one specific fear that just keeps nagging you, I want you to know you can schedule a free 15-minute confidence call. You and I will work together and we're gonna come up with a quick solution. And if not in that 15 minutes, we're going to determine the next best step for you in your journey to home birth. You can schedule that by going to bit.ly slash 15 confidence, or the link will be in the show notes below. Okay, let's hop in. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you found your tribe. My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth, and now I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that his divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of his love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose. And I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ, and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here, we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. 
So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth or you're already on this radiant journey, the Peaceful Homebirth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in. All right, so for today's episode, I'm just going to quickly go over some things that you need to have in the back of your mind if you're having a winter baby. I know living in Nebraska, we have very distinct seasons. That is not true for everybody, but for me, I knew, okay, I'm having a January baby. I need to be prepared. In fact, my last two were January babies, so... These are some things that I did that I kept in mind um, that kind of brought me peace and I felt like I had done everything I needed to do to be prepared. It felt way different having a winter baby than it did one in June or I had another one in March. So these are just some tips that I found helpful and maybe you will too. And if not, pass this episode along to somebody else that you know having a winter baby and maybe it will help them. All right, so number one, have your supplies laid out and ready, okay? You don't wanna be forgetting something and then having a snowstorm and being stuck. So getting things together early, I know, take it from, I'm not quite a procrastinator, but when it comes to, these type of things. I don't know, birth is just, (laughs) for some reason, the birth kit was always the last thing on my mind to order and I never got it until like 36 weeks pregnant. I'm like, oh, it'll come when it comes. But so this is a do as I say, not as I do type of scenario. Um, Make sure you get your birth kit early, set them all up, If you need to go out to the store and make sure your snacks are there and you have everything you need, uh, make sure you do that well before, um, just in case there is a major snowstorm and you don't want to go out in that. If you are listening and you're like, whoa, I have no idea what a birth box is, I have no idea what supplies I would even need, (laughs) then you're going to want to download my free home birth essentials checklist. Okay, you guys, this is a checklist I put together after having three home births of my own and then helping many other women do the same. I found out that there are five separate categories that are super important to have everything you need all ahead of time because it really does bring you so much peace to know, okay, Everything is set up. I have um, it all laid out in a perfect order. So download that. Go to bit.ly slash homebirthessentials. You can print this off. It has an organization chart and it is just super handy for you to refer to. Make sure you have all of the essentials and then your birth team can look at it too and know where you put everything and what you actually have. So super, super helpful. Number two, get familiar with your herbal remedies. Okay, what happens if 
you go into labor and you have a very quick birth and you need some support, but your midwife is stuck in the snow. You guys, it does happen. Unfortunately, if you live in a state where snow is a possibility, you're just going to want to know more and be more prepared just in case something like that does happen. So get familiar with herbal remedies. Again, some remedies that I do recommend having and getting familiar with um, are shepherd's purse, yarrow, and witch hazel. If your baby is born really fast, I just knowing the basics is really helpful and it can keep you in the moment and not freaking out. <laughs> it's so unfortunate to me. A lot of moms who have really quick births and they were not planning to have let's say even a birth at home, they have no idea what to expect. It can be quite traumatizing. But to diminish how crazy that experience is, it's helpful to know the basics of what the process is like, what to do if your baby is born and your midwife isn't there. Some things just to keep in mind, don't cut the cord. Have those remedies on hand if you need some help slowing blood flow. Um, keep your baby close, skin to skin. Gently rub their back. It is um, not a scary, it doesn't have to be, it, sometimes it is, but it doesn't have to be a scary and traumatic thing when you know the basics, when you have everything set up and you have everything on hand, most often your midwife will be on the phone with you, able to walk you through things. So just keep all of this in mind. It is so beneficial to learn um, some things and then just be set up with the essentials. Okay, number three. <laughs> this one might seem so silly, but breathe. You guys, birth is a normal event. Most of the time when birth is left alone, it works just fine. So it really does give peace of mind, again, to know the basics, but it's also a really powerful step in handling your responsibility that you have been given to by God to make sound decisions, okay? So if labor is starting to go a little bit faster than expected and maybe there's snow around and you don't know if your midwife is going to make it, um, you can't leave anywhere because it's not safe with the roads, I just want you to take a deep breath and tune into your body, tune into your baby. Are you guys okay? Okay, sometimes it just takes a pause to tune in. And with our busy culture, our um, just jam-packed days of <laughs> so many things that most of them probably aren't necessary, but that's a whole other podcast. Just taking a moment and practicing even now in your pregnancy, like let's take a deep breath, tune in, how am I, how's my baby, okay, if this happens, I want you to do the same thing and just tune in. Call your midwife. Get on the phone with somebody who is experienced in birth. They know what to do. They can kind of be that calming um, calming person to center you and to just redirect you. Of, this is okay. You're doing great. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Most of the time when babies come really fast, it means everything is perfectly fine. <laughs> Position, everything is great. So uh, 
breathe. And if you want me to walk you through some of those basics that you should probably know or even help you formulate a plan just in case your midwife doesn't make it in time, schedule a 15-minute call with me. We can chat. Again, that's bit.ly slash 15confidence. Okay, for some reason, every baby that I had, it was like I was learning something new again. I felt like a first-time mom every time I had a baby. I don't understand why, but (laughs) this was actually so helpful for me just to write out the things that I did to prepare for a baby in the winter. I, when I was pregnant, I would ask my friends like, okay, just walk me through this. Like, what all do I actually need? How many of this do I need? And it was just so helpful. So, It all, I want to back up here and say the number one thing, and this is a really wonderful thing about having a baby in the winter, is to rest, recover, and relax, okay? So you just had your baby, it's snowy, it's magical, it's beautiful, there's no need to leave and get back to life right away. There is something special about having babies in the winter just because of the cozy atmosphere. So snuggle up in bed, do skin to skin, establish that nursing, establish the bond. Um, And I know for me, I had um, a baby due actually like right around Christmas time. So I had uh, decided, well, my husband and I had decided that if I had the baby like even a few days before Christmas. I was not going to go to family Christmas. I just was going to stay inside. Um, And, you know, I know not everybody is like that. But for me, that was something that gave me peace knowing, okay, I don't have to rush out of the house. We don't have to bundle baby up and get in a cold car and go anywhere. I don't have to, you know, look piece together after I just birthed a baby. So if that's you and you're like having a baby any moment, I just want to give you permission. Family Christmas can wait, you guys. It's okay. It's okay to set boundaries. So if you need help on learning the art of resting, relaxing, recovering, I have a free download for you and it's a postpartum healing uh, herbal protocol. Okay, so this goes over the 555 rule. And this is something that I have followed with the last three of my babies. And I found it so incredibly helpful to uh, establish that nursing bond, establish the bond with my baby, um, and then heal. It's not an easy thing that you go through when you birth. And it's not always an easy recovery. So this just kind of gives you a framework and our guideline to follow. So you can get that link in the show notes. And okay, number two, what do you wear? (laughs) What does your baby wear? What should you have? Let's get super practical here, okay? If you're a first time mom, I want you to know that you do not have to dress your baby up in the most beautiful clothes all the time. I know that sounds so silly, but trust me, I... There was such a, uh, 
I don't know, not a stigma. There was such a importance placed on how your baby is dressed. I know for me with my first baby. And so what I learned with subsequent babies is that having great warm PJs is amazing. And it's okay if all they wear is PJs the first like three months of their lives, <laughs> especially in the winter. Having uh, the warm PJs are so nice to be able to just put them in their car seat in, they can sleep in them, they can be anywhere, and you know that they are warm. Having footed, uh, if you do want to dress them up, having footed pants is so nice because those stinking baby socks, you guys, I don't know if, I know it's not just me because I see it everywhere, but those baby socks just love to fall off and disappear. So definitely have socks on hand, but I prefer the footed pajamas and the footed pants to keep baby warm. Then make sure you have a baby hat. Have blankets. Like we love blankets. I have blankets upon blankets. <laughs> so having nice muslin blankets if um, you're nursing or baby just likes to have something close to their face while they're um, while you're rocking them. Sometimes that's a nice one. But then having a warmer blanket to put on them in the car seat is helpful. Uh, and then mittens, again, these are kind of like socks for the hands and they often do fall off, but at least you know baby is warm. And also, I don't want anybody to feel bad if you're like, I literally just like pack my baby up in whatever they're wearing and put them in the car seat and go. Like, <laughs> totally fine. Most of the time, my baby kicks off their socks and we don't have mittens on because I cannot find the matching ones. So I just kind of take a blanket and like snug them in as best I can in the car seat. And sometimes you just got to do what works. And I'm here to give you all the permission in the world. You do not have to follow every single cultural standard out there. So there you go. Please don't overdress your baby in the house in the winter. Uh, I know that it can be tempting, but most babies are pretty comfortable around 68 to 71 degrees, so, um, or 72, somewhere around there. It's a very comfortable temperature, so they don't need to be overdressed in the home. Just keep your, um, your house set around there and during the nighttime as well. Uh, they don't need to get overly heated, so... Also, just another disclaimer, please don't put your baby in a big winter jacket or any puffy coat um, and put them in their car seat. Like, so not safe. Uh, make sure you take like, a car seat safety course and uh, that would just help reinforce the safe standards of putting your baby in a car seat. Okay, now number three. Baby wear, you guys, uh, please, I know the winter time can feel so magical and like exciting, but when you finally do end up venturing out and you will be met with a lot of people who love you and your baby and will want to kiss and snuggle and um, talk to your baby really close face to face. <laughs> 
don't feel guilty for keeping the baby close to you in a baby wrap and away from other people's hands and kisses. I am not a huge germaphobe, but there is definitely that extra anxiety that comes during the winter time with a newborn. So baby wearing is amazing. I actually loved having babies in the winter because it was a really great excuse, like I said earlier, to stay in, (laughs) just take it easy, rest, relax, recover. And when we did go out, I did baby wear. I kept um, all my babies in a wrap for the first like three months of their lives. Um, My favorite is a wild bird wrap. It's a uh, ring sling. Is that what they call it? Oh, goodness. Anyways, they're great and I love them so much. But other people like more of a a structured baby wearing contraption. So there's so many different ones out there. I'm not honestly a huge expert on baby wearing, but the ring sling was my friend and we did wear it a lot. And I still do put um, my 10-month-old in it on occasion. (laughs) All right, number four prepare your village. Okay, if you notoriously suffer from seasonal affective disorder, it gets dark earlier, it's cold, you stay in, you're not getting enough vitamin D, all of these things are hard in and of itself. But then you just had a baby and it might be a good idea to prep your village ahead of time to just say, hey, would you come and just sit with me for a little bit? Can we have tea? Can we have coffee? Can we just uh, sit in my living room around my fireplace and chat about motherhood and um, everything? I was so thankful. If any of you are out there listening, you know who you are. I was so thankful to have close friends pop by, sit with me in those early postpartum days Um, I needed it, you guys. I needed that connection, especially in the winter where we were not going to leave. And I had a newborn and I was feeling low and I needed to process my birth and I needed help with things. Uh, I had friends bring me chocolate. I had friends sit with me and just like listen to how I was feeling. You don't underestimate the power of listening to a friend, you guys. It's, it's powerful. I also had a Thursday morning Bible study. That was my one thing I looked forward to getting out. I'm pretty sure I didn't hardly leave except for that. And so there was something every week I knew, okay, I'm going here and I'm going to be around other women and it's going to be great. They were also the first people I texted at like five in the morning that I was in labor so that they were praying for me. It was the sweetest. Um, I highly, highly encourage you to form a prayer team that you can text and say, hey, I'm in labor. Can you be praying for me? I I found it so incredibly helpful and prayer changes things. It really does. So if you don't have anybody in your life that is doing that for you, come join our Facebook group. Uh, somebody in our Facebook group just went into labor this past week and it was so wonderful that Um, she let us know she was in labor and we were all able to surround her in prayer and how powerful is that I just love doing that for other women so come join us go to facebook slash group slash peaceful home birth and um yeah join us there it's really great 
All right, well, I was really nervous about having a baby in the winter, but really, it's so cozy. And my recoveries felt a lot quicker because my rest was a lot more intentional. So if you're having a winter baby, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful, and you're going to have a beautiful birth, beautiful postpartum, follow these things. Uh, just make sure you have your supplies ready, you have your herbal remedies, and uh, you know what to do for the basics, and you just take some deep breaths. It's going to be okay. Uh, make sure you're resting, recovering, relaxing. You, you figure out before uh, you have your baby what you're going to address them in. Make sure you have those footed PJs and um, the baby hats and the blankies. Uh, also, baby wear. Find a good uh, baby wrap, whatever that looks like. You could try out a couple. Sometimes there are wrap swaps, so you can try other people's on. Um, you could check on Facebook, see if they have any swaps or uh, maybe a friend has one you could try. And then prepare your village. Get a get ahead of the feelings of loneliness and sadness and a lack of support. It doesn't have to be that way. I think oftentimes it is that way because we don't ask. And so I'm encouraging you today, find your prayer group. Find your village of people that you know you want to come over and just sit with you and have tea that will make you tea and bring you chocolate. Uh, so again, if you want to come up with a plan to prepare for a healthy, peaceful transition into motherhood, schedule a 15 minute call with me. We can figure out what the next best step is for you and help you feel more confident as you're preparing to have your baby. So all the links are in the show notes. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Peaceful Home Birth. And as always, peace be with you. I hope you loved today's episode and found it so helpful and encouraging. If you did, would you take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or send this episode to a friend who has been praying for a peaceful home birth? Lastly, make sure you get my free download of my complete home birth essentials checklist. Make sure you have everything ready to go so you're able to feel at peace and confidence leading into your home birth. This printable checklist has all of the important but less glamorous or thought of items that I have found to be so incredibly helpful to have at a home birth after working with many clients in person. Now get it by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening and peace be with you.